Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is that Luke and Laura? No, it's Kendrick and Brandon, okay? That's right, you at the General Hospital, baby, and we got some doctoring to do. It's going to be a special episode, and I can't wait for you to hear it, okay? But first, we, I, not we, I kick it off with a solo Roni and Roa, Real Housewives of Atlanta, recap, okay? Before you get into this episode, drop down to the bottom of your screen or the top if you're on Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review. You know, we love those. It's your new episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick. But most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you want some hilarious insight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe or HBO's White Lotus or Euphoria. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Woo! Child, let me address the elephant in the room, okay? I only put out one episode last week. Now, look, y'all know me. I'm normally on top of it. I does my three or I does my two, and I combine, you know, two, you know, normally the three, I combine them into two. Whatever the case is, depending on how much time I have that week. But normally, I push through the time, and I try to, you know, I try to get y'all three episodes anyway. Look, these past couple weeks, I have been, whoo, I've been struggling, okay? I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I have been struggling. On top of that, I've been traveling. I've been working much more. And it's just been, oh, it's been a lot, okay? So I just needed to, I needed to take last week off. But I wasn't too worried because, you know, I've been doing at least a Secret Invasion episode. But you're going to get that in this episode, song because me and Brandon talk about that finale. I had thoughts, okay? I had some, I had some thoughts about it. He, he definitely had some thoughts. So we're going to get into that. But I didn't feel it prudent to put out an episode about the finale because we were going to talk about it. We'd already recorded, honestly, uh, we recorded almost like immediately after that. Like we, you know, the episode came out Wednesday. We recorded on Thursday. So I didn't feel like I needed to do that and then turn around and give you all this kind of in-depth discussion too. But you know, it, it, it is what it is. I just, I, I was tired. Okay, bitch. I was tired. Okay. I just, I'm going through. 
I'm trying to get back up to, you know, every now and then you got to kind of take a break from you, whether it's PTO from your job or take a step back from like this recording. You just got to do it because, you know, when I'm not recording for mine, I'm recording for a thousand others. So I'm just like, I, I, I need it like a second. Last week was a lot. So I'm here, though. I'm here. I'm here. You know what? I needed some cousin time, okay? I met my cousins, my motherfucking cousins, Kay and Aaron of Bravo. We're black. I met them in Atlanta, and we had us a good old time this weekend, okay? We had us some papa dough, a little seafood jab. We had, we got into some things, okay? You know, we got into some stuff, okay? So, you know, I'm my mind's reset. Well, not really reset. I still need to take some time off, but who God only knows when I'll do that because I'm a little bit of a Virgo. I'd like to keep going i feel like if i miss an episode y'all will like hate me and like stop listening altogether. so i don't know I, I gotta stop thinking that it is what it is uh let me talk about these episodes before i go down a rabbit hole of uh, like self-hatred and self-destruction um i'm gonna talk about the newest episode of the real housewives of atlanta then i'll talk about the newest episode of real housewives of new york just you know just kind of briefly then i'm gonna get into like kind of a special conversation between me and Brandon it's not our usual where we just like talk about the shows and what's you know what we laughed about with this week's episode and all that kind of stuff this is the general hospital okay now I've done one of these episodes before it was a solo episode but I had to I had to doctor up on some of the shows because they just weren't what I needed in the moment, what we needed. They, they weren't prudent to my life. It was, it was, you know, a lot, you know, the shows were super dark or they were super boring. One of the two was just, it wasn't what reality was supposed to be. And you know what? There's a couple things we got a doctor on. We got a doctor on Secret Invasion. We got a doctor on Real Housewives of Atlanta. We got a doctor on Real Housewives of OC. We got some tings, ting, 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 tings. We need the doctor on, okay? So before you get into that uh, General Hospital episode, let me talk about the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Child, who told y'all to make this damn uh show an hour and 15 this week? Look, you know y'all got to tell me about stuff like this ahead of time. You know I, I, I keep to my schedule. When I got some stuff to do, I try to watch it, and I need to go on about my day, okay? I like to plan for shows that are extra long, okay? Even when, look, when I watch Love Island, you know, normally the episodes are like, 43 minutes, 45 minutes. When I look up and see an episode that's 55 minutes, I'm like, okay, yay, but bitch, I didn't put this in my schedule. Like, I'm, I'm fitting this shit in between some other stuff. You know what? Let me stop, okay? Y'all! This whole did Drew kiss Latoya thing. Listen, had this been like a one, like, solo, singular incident, you know, you know, it would have been another like Marlo situation where oh, I'm bringing up Candy, I'm bringing up my nephew, I'm bringing up old lady game from years ago in the attempt for a storyline. From knowing like what we know about Ty and Drew and Mimi Faust and Ralph, it makes the situation a lot more interesting. Okay, so at first I didn't give a damn because we all saw the footages in my Cardi B voice. We saw the footages. We know y'all was tongue twirling and uh, licking down the tongue of twirl. We know y'all was doing all that, Drew. So I don't know why you backpedaling now, but uh, hey, I don't know. But Drew saying that <laughs> Candy wanted her to kiss Latoya because she's going to be a lesbian for Todd. I mean, she's going to be a lesbian for that new movie. That shit was kind of funny because, listen, y'all, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. I love me some... uh. Some candy bursts. 
I love me some T.I. and Tiny, okay? I'll just leave it there. But, um, this wasn't even all that happened, like, during this damn sleepover Kiki thing in Marlo's room. Apparently, Sonya, Sheree, Marlo, and that whole little posse, they were trying to convince Courtney not to trust or like Drew. I know you fucking lying. Let me get on my soapbox right quick. Now, even if you're not real cousins, you know... When black folks call each other cousins, that's supposed to supersede everything, okay? That's supposed to supersede any of that bullshit that you talking about. You know, I just told you I spent the past weekend with my cousins. Now, we ain't blood related. We about as blood as uh, Uber and Chanel Ion, but you know what? Let me stop. <laughs> Them people really cousins. Let me stop that, okay? But, I mean, look, you know, we, we call each other cousins. Them my motherfucking cousins, okay? We was in Atlanta this weekend. Atlanta, okay? If you my cousin, you come, come, look, come sit your ass right here and don't move. Come sit your ass right here and don't move. Don't be letting other folks convince you not to fool with me. Even if I'm acting funny, okay? Because, you know, black folk, they, you, you know, they'll get to acting funny. They're talking about some you supposed to be defending me. Nah, bitch, I don't like you that goddamn much. Helpful. Ooh, let me stop. I can go on about this subject for days. But then y'all know some personal shit. I've been cussing one of my real cousins out. Let me stop. Manetta on that bus, rapping. Um, I like the beat. <laughs> and that's all I got. Child, the damn sound bath. Kenya is dead ass about having another child. Y'all are so, y'all are brave, okay? I don't want one. So for y'all to want and have multiple, look, <laughs> for y'all to want all them, let alone two them, more power to you. I don't know what to say. I'm just, wow. Just wow. Okay. Now do we, Okay. The question is, which I feel is kind of an asshole question to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway because sometimes I'm an asshole. That's okay. Uh, do we think Kenya actually wants another baby or do we think that like, because I, okay, my whole thing is I can't imagine. I know you don't want like more than one baby's father or something like that, but if you were talking about having another one, then I would think that like, okay, well, let me think if this works out with Roy. Maybe we'll, you know, this will become something. Maybe we'll get married. Maybe we'll, you know, uh, you know, try the old-fashioned way. Or maybe we'll, you know, I got some eggs and all this kind of stuff. You know, he just put his spermicides with it. Then we'll figure out what's going on. But to think about giving Mark Daly another child, more power in your life, that just seems... I don't know. That seems wild to me. Wild. W-I-L-D. Wild. I just can't imagine. So I'm hoping. Did y'all see the headline where Mark is supposed to be on some reality show? And he's trying to get permission for uh, Brooklyn to be on there. After the way that man showed his ass about Kenya. I, listen. One thing about Audacity. They giving it out, baby. You can find it on any corner. Any family dollar, like we're going to talk about later. And you can find it anywhere, okay? The audacity, it's got to be on sale. Matter of fact, it's motherfucking free. It's on the EBT card because, ooh, these men, I'm telling y'all. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Drew, Drew, you kind of ate Marlo the fuck up at that table, okay? When they talked about why Marlo was so obsessed with the whole, uh, let's talk about your lesbian relationship, bitch, situation, Drew said, 
Focus on getting your record expunged. Y'all know when the girl was slashing all them people's faces and all that kind of stuff, and then she couldn't drive or something like that, child. I don't know. Uh, then she said, focus on growing your edges back. Child, let me tell y'all something. I told y'all before, Marlo is funny as hell, but she isn't quick in the moment. Quick wit is not her specialty. Every now and then, it'll all, like, the stars will align, and she'll say something really funny in the moment. But her confessionals are where she really shines. Unless she's doing, like, a super childish comeback, which... Okay, y'all know me. I love a childish ass comeback. Okay, so I ain't gonna lie, but uh, it, I don't know. It's uh, she. She okay. Let me tell you the biggest thing about this whole situation was the fact that she spelled lion wrong when she was texting Latoya. I don't know if y'all saw that, but it was literally the only thing I could focus on during this scene. That's the, I, I just don't get it because that's the biggest thing that I pulled from this. Because why didn't your phone autocorrect lion? My damn phone corrects shit that I spell correctly. So I know Siri has something to say when she saw that shit. She's lying. L-I-E-I-N-G. Lying. L-I-E-I-N-G. You had to like try, try, try to spell that shit like that. Like that, that was aggressive. That was aggressive. L-E, like why wouldn't you, you know what? Who am I to tell you how to spell if the Atlanta school system didn't tell you, who the, who am I to pick up the baton and try to teach you? You older than me. So who am I to tell you how to spell? You know what? As a matter of fact, you right. You right. You can have that. L-I-E-I-E. E-L-E-I-E. Sip, 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 sipping on some scissors. I don't know what to say. You right, sis. You got it. This is the most random thing to pull from this episode. But Sheree ordering that porn star martini led them to bringing up her and Martell. Okay. I know one of the criticisms of this season is that some of the stuff feels so forced and fake. And you know what? It's shit like this that makes me want to agree sometimes because I'm so glad we're not getting more Sheree and Martell because I don't... <laughs> it's a lot of times I'm like, who do y'all really think y'all fooling with this? This is the biggest relationship of convenience and I don't know what y'all trying to convince us that y'all having all this sex and all this kind of stuff and child, we ain't seen Martell talk that sweetly to nobody. But that's how we know he lying. Ooh, I, listen, Martell, if, if, if a man like Martell ever talks sweet to you, you better slap your face and wake the fuck up, okay? That man, that man wants something. He want to use your car like Jody was doing in, uh, <laughs> in Baby Boy. Uh, so you better, let me tell y'all something. I told y'all before, I tell you many times. Get you a Melvin. Don't get you a Jody, okay? They had a lot of men to pick from in that movie. Get you a Melvin. Don't get you a Snoop, a Calvin. Don't get you a, a Jody. Don't get none of that, okay? Just get you a Melvin. Somebody to cook butt naked in the kitchen. Somebody to, uh, that'll pick you up and, and jump you across that kitchen when he want to. And somebody to choke your goddamn disrespectful ass son out if he getting crazy. That's what the hell you need. You don't need nobody like Martell. I don't know what the hell Martell is doing. I don't know where he at. I, I've watched literally two episodes of uh, Love and Marriage Huntsville this season because I found it to be so goddamn tiring. Now, child, I'm behind on bail collecting. Y'all know I love bail collecting. That's a see that I, I was telling y'all before. That's how tired of everything I am. I'm just I'm trying to bring my spirit back up and watch all of the shows. I don't know how the hell I got behind on bail collective. And y'all know that's my favorite reality TV show. I love me some bail collective. So I got to go back. Find some time to watch that child to just sit on my couch and luxuriate in that. Now I do that, but I have no intent on watching Love and Marriage Huntsville. I don't want to see Martell doing nothing. 
I don't want to see. I don't think I want to see if y'all somebody message me when they get to the part where uh Melody and her family in their restaurant talking about uh you're going to jail. You're going to jail. <laughs> you're going to jail. You're going to jail. Because I want to know if they was talking about Coleslaw, his baby mama, or if they were talking about Martell or both of them. I, that, that's what I need to know. That's the compelling TV that I tune in to see. Now, if y'all talk about that on The Real Housewives of Atlanta, then I'm ready. Matter of fact, Sheree, tell Melody Holt you want to have a sit down with her. Baby, that'll be the highest rated motherfucking episode in Atlanta history. I want to see that. Have a... Put, I, just, I can't even get that shit out. Have a sit down with Melody Holt. That's the TV we deserve right there. That's what we want to see. Now, uh, Sheree, you know, you got to be you gotta be as quick as you was that day you went to get candy. When y'all met in that park, because that shit was funny. Now, Sheree, you know, normally when you start lying, you get to stuttering and stumbling. You got me tripping. Oh, stumbling. Oh. You doing all, you do, <laughs> do all that shit when you get to talking to somebody, but... That day, now that shit was funny. You and Candy were going for blood that day, and that shit was funny as hell. You told that lady you go to her store, you bought some stuff, you could only wash it once. I said, I know you lying. <laughs> Bitch, I need to wash it at least five times, okay? I'm going to get some use out of this shit. This shit will get worn multiple times during the season, okay? You ain't going to give me no motherfucking uh, one damn time. You know what? I got so off track, it's shameful, okay? Ralph took a pause from counseling. Okay, it's not a good look. Listen, if anybody on this planet needs counseling, especially marriage counseling, it's Ralph motherfucking Pittman. Look, well, five years ago it would have been Martell Holt, but hey, you know, I, I then uh, marriage gone and Melody is never coming back. Okay, but Ralph is the new Martell because I'm ready to see what D like, I want to know what details are going to come out from this divorce. I'm sorry, but whatever them people are going to say about Ralph, I automatically believe if they tell me that he, uh, 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 half pelican, half dolphin, I'm going to believe that shit because he, he, if he's saying he's not, then damn it, it must be true. Ralph always believes that he's the smartest person in the room. Always. And no shade. <laughs> No shade, but living with Drew, that might be true sometime, okay? <laughs> but what you not gonna do is get on my TV in my home and say all that bullshit in front of me and my degrees, okay? You not go sit up in front of me and my hostile conversation on the phone with Sally Mae. You not gonna do that. Not in front of my incorrectly spelled emails because I did, really didn't learn from, I ain't learned shit from college. So you not gonna do that in front of us. You do it in front of a lot of people, you not gonna do that in front of us, okay? This final dinner, now I will say, Marlo and Drew starting to get on my goddamn nerves. Lord Jesus. But I also say this, Moneta is doing the work, okay? The work, okay? The work, okay? She's bringing up all of the shit. She's bringing all the shit out, and I appreciate that she jumped off every single one of them arguments at the table and walked off unscathed, okay? She uh kicked it off with Courtney and Kenya. She kicked it off uh by saying, you know, telling the girl, well, you know, yeah, she did say that Karma was a bitch and her Karen Hugo voice, and that's what, <laughs> and all of that. And then she got it popped off with Drew and Marlowe, and then she got it popped off. Candy wasn't even there. She got it popped off with Candy. It was some good shit, okay? I like all of that. How the hell is Sheree supposed to get rid of these fibroids? 
fucking with y'all. I don't, that's what I don't understand. Since she pretended like that's the reason she brought y'all to Portugal, child. And focus on the fibroids, honey, because at this point, all this can't, your, your intention can't be to get rid of them because you start more shit than anybody. So I, you, they, they can't be that much of a problem if you, you know what? <laughs> it sounds like you want to keep them shit. I, that's all I know. Okay, this text from Ralph to Marlo, not his wife Drew, but to Marlo. First of all, how that man get your number, Marlo? That's the question. But that, that's a question for another day. If Drew ain't, if if Drew don't mind, baby, I love it. It's okay. The text reads verbatim, Marlo, I understand you're saying disrespectful things about me on this trip. I'm disappointed because I thought we were cool and I've been nothing but nice to you. I forgave you for the disrespectful things you said about me last year and now it's getting old. Keep my name out your mouth. Look, first of all, I understand Ralph trying to be respectful because Marlo was a woman. Now, now, why he can't be respectful to his wife, that's a you know, whole other question for another day. Uh, but that text didn't have enough cussing in it for me. It didn't have enough cussing, and it didn't have enough reading in it, okay? If that was me, I would have started off by saying, Hey, Marlo, or should I say Marlon, with your deep voice ass, Bobby Womack sounding ass helpful. Keep my name out them crusty ass, lip chap sponsored ass, mugshot poses you call lips and i would have and i would have signed off helpful you got to say something like that ralph you didn't go in enough you was real respectful and i know we would have ate your ass the fuck up had you gone in on marlo but still you should have did something else it didn't seem like you was mad to me child the best part of this damn episode was the fact that uh drew was calling these damn people pilgrims <laughs> The people that came in at the end, uh, teaching them people how to dance. Listen, Drew learns so much shit. That's some shit that I was saying. That's why it was so fun to me. Because y'all know when Salt Lake City come on, I'm quick to call them people pilgrims over there. But uh, Drew learns so much from these producers on a daily basis. It, it's almost hard not to laugh. I scream every time that girl pick up their phone to look up a word like collusion or gaslighting. She just learning so much. But she didn't know. She told me about some, they not pilgrims. Well, where the pilgrims at? Girl, pilgrims ain't here no more, baby. They came over on the Mayflower, darling. Now, if you, I know you don't know what year that was, but girl, that's okay. You probably thought it was an underground railroad like Porsche. That's okay, baby. It was the pilgrims doing the coffee challenge for me, though. I... <laughs> Listen, I like reality TV that make me laugh, okay? Fuck y'all. That's all I got to say. Let me touch on this Roni episode real quick, and then I'm going to throw it over to my conversation with Brandon. Apparently, Jenna Lyons got tired of slumming it in Aaron's Hampton vacation home. So she went to her own Hampton's vacation home, which is on the ocean, apparently. Which the other lady so politely pointed out, okay? You know, I love that. Everybody is kind of aloof which we really love. Let me tell you for all the people that don't know, okay? We love aloof and delusional. We hate out of touch. Does that make sense? I feel like it do. That makes sense. Let me drill it down for y'all even more. We we like out of touch with reality, like our reality. We hate out of touch with social norms and graces, other cultures, and just baseline respect for other people's humanity. You know, we hate we hate that kind of out of touch, but a delusional motherfucker and an aloof motherfucker, we love that, okay? All of that to say, I like these girls, and I love that they're giving Jenna a hard time about leaving, because it's what Ramona used to do, except not nearly as 
as much of oh prejudice anyway uh uber and the guy david yes ma'am the chemistry is through the roof okay she's african he's african she's hot he's hot she's super in shape she a model he in shape he a fitness trainer i'm here for it okay but child but then brand show up you know when 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 brand come around that's like sexy red when sexy red come around you better hide your man like the city girls and put him up Put her up, put him up. Brian showed up and uh, listen, she was on that uh, city girl shit. She was about to take your nick of me up. <laughs> she was about to take your man, Uber, don't do it. But most importantly, though, after all of this, we get a conversation between Uber and Brian about how they really felt about Jenna leaving the night before. They feel like Brian got nailed to the cross for not wanting to eat at catch. You know, not want to eat at catch. But Jenna can do as she pleases and has no consequences. I feel like this is going to play out a lot this season because you can kind of tell that Jenna doesn't like put herself on a pedestal, but other people do naturally. And I think that's going to be like a big conflict because Brynn seems to be the one that kind of not fucks up a lot, but the one that kind of is out there a little more than other people. So jenna will do something you know apologize it's okay brand might you know hold on to it might not do it as quickly and it's gonna be a problem but it might be deserved sis i don't know what to tell you but i will say this brand's dating hack genius okay <laughs> we need to have this conversation how do y'all feel about this she said look it would work for me, though, but it, it wouldn't work. But I, look, I don't know if it would work or not because, you know, you got to get past this beer belly first. But she said, put your best nudes in the album on your phone. She said, when you spot a hot person, you got to try to kind of make your way over there towards them, just like next to them. And just kind of like mindlessly scrolling through the pictures and come across the nudes to yourself. Oh, what's that? What's that old thing? Oh, girl, you dragging it. Okay. And then immediately they go notice in the background and ask for your digits. I'm going to try that shit next time I go to church, okay? <laughs> Somebody's deacon or somebody pastor go, listen, I don't, okay, I don't, I don't too much know, but I'm, I'm, I'm here for it, okay? I'm going to try that shit. Anyway, the double standard thing kind of comes back up and then it all kind of gets put on the table. Now, we don't know what point Bran was trying to make, but I kind of get it, too. That's the thing. It was a dumb point, but it was a point point, okay? I, I kind of got it. But see, Jenna, I mean, Bran, let me break it down to you. The difference is Jenna apologized, like, immediately. Just like Cy did when Cy came to, uh, to Jenna's home and... Aaron kind of lightweight confronted her about the cheese and about not eating at the restaurant. She was like, oh, well, yeah, I didn't want to eat there. It was it was a sucky restaurant. I'm sorry. You're right. I did do that. And, you know, Aaron was like, you know what? You own shit. I'm cool with that. Love it. Let's be besties again. No problem. So, Brian, you kind of got to eat that shit. But then the, the whole, like, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to, I don't know if Brian is ever going to be able to eat that shit because I feel like she, not she doesn't thrive on being like, the one that's like fussed at the little si little sister syndrome. That's what it is. I feel like she has it a little bit, but we haven't seen enough of it to see because we're only three episodes in, but child, little, it'll come up. Uh, the Jessel situation comes up, and this was the funniest part because that lady cannot apologize, and I, I, to me, this shit was hilarious because I think her exact words were, 
the green lingerie wasn't my style and I'd be happy if you wanted to exchange it for something else. I know you fucking lying to me. Who, excuse me? No, you can wear this cheap shit and going on like the rest of these, uh, you know what? I ain't mean cheap shit, Jen. I'm sorry. It, look, it looked real nice. Now, I wouldn't be caught dead in it, but it was the thought that counts, okay? That damn, uh, I don't even know if that was Friedrichs of Hollywood. I don't know what that shit was, but you know what? It was nice. It was the thoughts, and that's all that really matter, okay? That is not an apology. That's what you call the barter system, Jessel, okay? But you know what? Slay, because that's the same thing I would do. Now, I'm not going to lie to y'all. <laughs> I intended for this portion of the episode to be longer, but, okay. Somebody kind of popped up at my house with some dessert, and I kind of missed, like, the last part of the conversation they had on this episode because I, I didn't hear shit. I, they said something about, like, Dollar Store or the Dollar General, the Dollar Tree. A child, I don't, look, I don't know, but I will say this. It was beautiful or it was horrible. I don't I don't know which one of the two, but it was one of them, okay? Child, anywhere, here go me and Brandon, okay? <laughs> Here's a conversation between me and Brandon. I hope y'all enjoy. Love ums. Oh, 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 hello, everybody. Listen, this is this is a special episode, okay? Because it's not going to be like the norm. We're doing this a little bit differently now, okay? Call, look, I don't, I'm trying to think of some uh some TV doctors who I don't call me Doctor uh the Black Terry DeBro or whoever you want to call me today. We some doctors on here right now because we we got to fix a couple of things in mm -hmm. the world of television. So mm -hmm. you know, my guest he reached out. He said, "Look, tomorrow the prize will be filth." And I'm reading to win. So I said, okay, okay. You he warned me ahead of time. So we got to we got to get some stuff together. We gotta I think our primary focus is gonna be Secret Invasion, the Real Housewives of Atlanta, and the Real Housewives of OC, simply because we might need to do a little tweaking on all three. So we go, we go get into it. Y'all, I've got one of your favorites. Y'all love when this person is here. I mean, they love when you're here i've got uh you know i look every time he come i have to think of a new introduction uh -uh. Child, so i can <laughs> we just gonna call him doctor today i got author screenwriter a creative producer strategic communicator and reality tv scripted tv doctor brandon good how are you hi you know kendrick i tell y'all every single time <laughs> y'all are adding on to this multi-hyphenate and i feel anytime now i'm gonna speak this into existence when I walk on that stage to accept my Emmy Award, or yes, they're gonna be just listing it down. I'm like, I'm gonna blame Kendrick, I'm yes. gonna blame Stephanie, and I'm gonna blame Taria. How are you today? <laughs> oh my god, I'm listen. If I see an EGOT in anybody's future, it's yours, okay? Thank you, you, you go get that. It's gonna be you, John Legend, uh, uh Whoopi, all of you look, okay? You know, Jennifer Hudson, we're gonna throw Jennifer Hudson, in there. Candy gonna be there too at that point, yeah, you know. Come on, Candy. I know that's yes. right. But yes, like said, we have some things that we need to discuss. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Let's let's go into the thing that was most pressing because we're gonna get don't worry, y'all. We're gonna get to the Bravo stuff, but I know y'all have been I have I've had y'all invested in Secret Invasion too. I thoroughly enjoyed 
the first five episodes. I was a, really along for the ride. Yeah. Now, I was one of the people, I was like, I know it's nothing like the comics. I know that I love the comics too, but I'm mm-hmm. loving the show because I love the dialogue and I love the, the connections. And I, I love I love what they were doing with it. And it was time for Nick Fury to have his own moment. So I was I was really into it. The finale, we kind of feel a ways about. Ooh, so I'm going to give you the floor. Get into it. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I'm at the reunion and this is my time on the stage. Yes. Sitting next to Andy. <laughs> give your um, portion speech. Yes, Cordell is not perfect by far. Give your speech, Brandon. <laughs> he is my husband. I'm going to kiss me Yes. You know, um, so when it comes to the secret invasion shouts to Portia because you know I love her but um, yes. secret invasion like you said I was along for the ride um, I felt that this was one of the most dark one of the more darker Marvel properties we've seen like episode mm-hmm. by episode we were building body count mm-hmm. um, and I was along for the ride until honestly the last two episodes it felt very they were trying to make something work and it just did not work uh the finale itself didn't really answer a lot of questions for us it kind of gave us more questions my biggest issue yeah it really painted a messy picture and and this was my thought on it um because i'm i'm west coast so i get to see it at like midnight ish time y'all yes when eastern it drops yeah we'd be sleeping on it yeah listen (laughs) um and so where my biggest frustration lies, honestly, what, what was what was the point? Like, yeah. it felt very uneven. It mm-hmm. felt pointless. Um, for those who don't know, the Super Scroll was the big villain in this. But also within comic book, the Super Scroll is a villain to the Fantastic Four. Yes. And, you know where a lot of my Marvel friends thought like, this is where we were headed. Like we were introducing super scrolls mm-hmm. for me. I initially thought, so going into the finale, my initial thoughts were this, I thought that what was going to happen was Gravik definitely was going to die. Yes. I thought that Gaia would be our only super scroll moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I thought that if any scroll, evil scroll did get away, it was going to be, what was her name? Rava, who was impersonating um, mm-hmm. Rhodey. I thought yes. that Rava was going to get away. There was still going to be some salvageable material from that machine mm-hmm. foreshadowing us to come back to the super scroll with Fantastic Four. Like, I thought that's what we were going to do. Yes. Um, I just felt like this was very lackluster to roll out that there's a million scrolls on earth. It didn't feel urgent to me. Nothing felt scary. Nothing felt, oh my God, we got to solve this problem. And that was another issue I had with this show was the, them explaining a lot and the delivery of a lot. Like Talos and Fury have been friends and allies for years. And all of a sudden, you're going to tell this man on a train that there's a million scrolls on Earth. Meanwhile, we know you've been impersonating the man when we look at Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. And at what point would that communication have happened, right? So it was a little confusing. And then mm-hmm. to say Nick Fury had all this DNA from all these heroes, that also was weird to me because I was like, we're saying Nick Fury was not himself after the blip. For them to have collected all those blood samples, that came from the battle that was at the Avengers compound mm-hmm. with Thanos. So if Nick has been off since Blip and he came back after that, how how would he have gotten all the blood samples to make this one vial to them just have? Like that didn't yeah. make any sense to me, you know? Like yeah. this show kind of unraveled a bit. What I appreciated, what I, I would say what I appreciated was them filling in the gaps from Captain Marvel till now. Like where yes. have this been? That, for me, was the most part of what they did. Everything else was just kind of like, 
how can we shock the audience? And I uh -huh. felt that this this finale, unfortunately, we just were left with more answers, more questions and answers, excuse me. And it just felt like the Super Scroll was a waste. Like we introduced all this DNA. Uh -huh. They have this Super Scroll fight, which I don't know how you are, Kendrick, about this stuff, but what bothers me in any type of thing with powers, whether it's charmed, you know, witchcraft, uh -huh. superhero abilities, when people first get their abilities, they don't know how the hell to use them. So right. How are, we, how are we out on this field just knowing what powers we have? Like how I know I'm gonna throw on a Hulk arm and a Drax arm. Like you don't a know Thanos that. arm. Yeah, it's a lot. It just felt very weird. And then I don't know if you saw this too, but they got blood from Ebony Mao, one of the children of Thanos. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, wait. So we got everybody blood, and this is right. we're just now finding this out. Like it felt very they were trying to go for something that didn't land. And yeah. I I was just disappointed. I was just, yeah. to be honest. You know, I, I echo a lot of the sentiment because I was really enjoying this show, but my biggest problem with, with what you started off with was that I really, I got more questions than answers with this. Right. And my whole thing was, had y'all simply changed this to make us think, oh my God, there's going to be a season two. Then I would have been like, okay, so good introduction. We can build upon this. They can see the criticism from us, the fans, what we want to see, all this kind of stuff. They can make an epic season two, season three. Perfect. This felt like, in their mind, a neat little bow that they were putting on the end of this show. And I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait a minute. This ain't Macy's at Christmas. No, no. Unwrap that bow. We got we got questions, okay? Like, I need to know a few things. Shout out to uh, one of my day one listeners and followers, Nina. Nina yeah. was one of the same people that said, you know what? I have a feeling Reed Richards is going to show up in this finale because, mm. you know, obviously Super Scroll, all of this. We, I, we, I think we all thought some stuff. My biggest thing was that, okay, this is a direct tie-in to the Marvels. Now, we don't know if this was after the Marvels, before the Marvels. We don't know that yet. We can assume that it's after, but, you know, if you're thinking about, like, when uh, Miss Marvel took place and how she got, you know... yeah the powers crossed with Captain Marvel and all this kind of stuff, then, you know, it, it is what it is. But my biggest thing was, why in the world didn't we get some kind of, like, more direct tie to that if Nick Fury's been in these trailers all these months and this kind of stuff? I'm like, well, okay, we couldn't get a Monica Rambo cameo or just a communication on right. the phone or something? Like, I will what tell is you, it? I I figured out the timeline of it all last week. So I go okay. to the clubhouse every now and then, like just mm -hmm. my Marvel people on there. Yes. And, um, we were talking on, I think it was Saturday, and I kind of put it in perspective of this takes place um before WandaVision. Because mm. if you remember in WandaVision, when Monica gets recruited by a scroll to join yes. the theory in space. And so when that clicks for me, I was like, wait. This isn't going to be as neat as we think it is. Like once mm. I had that realization, because I was like, wait a minute. If we're saying, Talos is saying that there's a million scrolls on earth, right? Mm -hmm. And if we know that this is a crucial storyline, which is, you know, secret invasion, right? Yep. Why is it that like all of a sudden this one scroll would reveal themselves to Monica to join Nick up in space? Because remember the timeline of secret invasion, Nick was not with it, right? He had right. So that wouldn't make sense that he would be recruiting her unless he was in a better place. So right. what that gave me was the agent who recruited Monica essentially was Fury's wife. But I think the continuity there, the mm. issue is that 
the casting, you know, certain things that have to happen and they're going to tie it on later. A little piece of casting lying, you know, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, but I agree with you. It was like, well, if we know that the Marvels is coming up and I don't know if you saw this Kendrick, but I think it was in the Entertainment Weekly or the Variety interview that they did for the movie, like the first look or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they showed a picture of Carol, you know, Captain Marvel Mm -hmm. with some scrolls behind her. So I'm like, so does this storyline carry through to that? Like, where are we going with this? Because to your point, if this is a one season thing, there needed to be a little bit more closure. Like, right. people are revealing that Rhodey has been gone for a long time. How sway? Y'all right. are saying, <laughs> what's his name? Um, uh, From Black Panther, our agent, Ross. Agent Ross, yeah. You're our saying that he's been kidnapped this whole time? How sway? Right? Right. <laughs> these things don't make sense right mm-hmm. like i'm gonna i'm gonna give it like this is the same thing i do with housewives this is the world that you yes. in i'm about to poke holes through it right yes so you're gonna say either ross had to get kidnapped at the end of wakanda forever which that doesn't make sense no. because a scroll would have had to have seen okoye in her new suit mm-hmm. nobody saw that battle because talakon was a secret so right. how did we get here then so confused Valentina would have clocked that was not her ex-husband because Valentina knows everything. Right. And the way that they're building her, she would have known. So it Mm -hmm. just, it feels very messy. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it just feels very... Very. It doesn't make any sense. Same thing with when it comes to Rhodey. We're going to say that Rhodey has essentially been gone since Civil War. Right, that's essentially... Had the hospital gown on, so it's, yeah. Which then also doesn't make sense because mm-hmm. Tony of all people has an AI in Jarvis and I forgot what was it Monday who mm-hmm. like would know all this stuff like yeah. there are things in this world at this point that would have been red flags to our characters that we know mm-hmm. to call out these scrolls I get it scrolls are shapeshifters but we also live in a world where we have the smartest people like Shuri like Tony mm-hmm. like it, it just doesn't make sense and I think right what would have made bigger sense? Tell me if you would have liked this. Oh, let me give it to me. Secret Invasion should have been our saga before we got to multiverse. Yeah. They could have done movies. Like, when you think about these movies of this saga, we're like, where the hell are we going? Right? Right. They could have done it in a way building to the Super Scroll as our villain. Like, mm-hmm. it could have been every movie that we watched, a battle was lost. But how was the battle lost if we had a good game plan, right? Then Mm -hmm. our cut scene is we find out, oh my God, that wasn't so-and-so. That was a scroll. What the hell are they doing? And it could have been a really play on, like, what are we really watching? Mm -hmm. Because then we would have understood scrolls are popping up, people that we think aren't our people, people getting snatched, right? Mm -hmm. Then we see the the active attempts of trying to get blood to build this super scroll. Because to me, the super scrollness of it and this show could have worked along without the harvest. Like you got groups, DNA. Yeah. It could have worked. We didn't need the extra layer. But if you're going to give us that extra layer, make it make sense. And I think Secret Invasion could have just worked as a saga. Like get, mm-hmm. it didn't need to be too long. They could have stretched it over six, seven, like five, six movies or whatever in a show. Mm-hmm. And then the ultimate battle could have been a crossover event to take down the Super Scroll. Because if you're going to build a Super Scroll, we needed to see him wreak some havoc. And I don't right. think he really did. No, he didn't do nothing but fight Gaia, who was also a super scroll. So it's like, well, okay, what are we doing? I Everything you just said, I totally agree. And I think one of my biggest qualms with the whole thing was that I, when it first began, I was not one of those people that was like, this needs to be a you know, this needs to be a movie, this needs to be this or that. I was like, I'm, I'm okay with them doing it smaller. They don't have to do it like the comics. It doesn't have to be this big thing. 
I'm okay with it being a personal story, but they tried to do too much at the end. They gave us no closure. They gave us nothing to really grasp. Like, I, where do we go from here? Like, so like, I don't know like what any of this actually means for the MCU because I'm like, we still got scrolls. We still got all these because like, I don't know. They all of the people that were on graphic side just can't be dead now. Like, that's that's not a thing. They're still around somewhere. So I don't. I mean, I I, I did love the fact that Gaia and uh. And Sonya are now like buddy buddy about to use each other for whatever. But I'm like, okay, number one, is Gaia the most powerful thing to ever come across the MCU screen now? Uh two, are we not just not gonna find out when? Like, if this is a prequel to like WandaVision, are we not like are we supposed to believe that uh, you know, they will. I guess we don't wouldn't know when he got taken, but you know he got taken back to Wakanda. They he they put the little the bead in him, the uh, coil bead yeah, in him, and, yeah, yeah, and they did something on him, so they know he, you know, they know biologically what it is. So it's a lot that we just didn't. That whole I think what pissed me off the most was the line of Rhodey asking, how long have I been here? And then I'm just saying, quite a while. I'm like, okay, that gives us nothing. Like, what are we supposed to do with that information? All I know is he's struggling to walk right now. He has on a hospital gown. So I'm going to make my assumption. And if that's the case, it's like, dang, we've been thinking that this man was grieving with Tony. So like, I, one thing we better get, we better get the scene. It better not happen because they do a lot of off-screen stuff that pisses me off. We better not get no off-screen stuff of him grieving Tony. No. Now you've Armor Wars better be like starting off with him crying in a closet, not knowing his best friend is dead, not knowing he can't walk on his own. Like we need a whole lot of stuff going on. Like this, I hate that whole thing. And then my other thing was, and this was this is more so me because I was wrong in my prediction, but <laughs> I felt like the what they I, I don't know why I got these vibes, but it made me kind of think that Black Widow was a scroll this whole time too, because mm-hmm. they one they did Mason. I was like, oh, okay. So they he got a lot of people around. They've been doing this whole like, well, you wouldn't be where you are unless you your spies that you had out there, a scroll spies got this information for you. And she was one of his best spies. So I'm like, okay, who has she been this whole time? I'm like, you there was a lot of as great as like some of these episodes were in this story, like we got some of the best characters, I think some of the best dialogue, but as great as it was, there were so many missed opportunities and missed opportunity for me isn't necessarily like we needed all the Avengers to come and like fight this big fight in this show. We could have, we got like a whole saga about it. That's like, that, like you were saying, cause we needed that, but I, it wasn't, I didn't need like cameos, like all this kind of stuff, but we didn't do any like, scene work with like Nick Fury grappling with oh I've come back from the blip what am I doing now I've lost footing we just kind of hear about it oh you haven't been the same you haven't been the same you haven't been the same like I keep like telling people well be patient maybe we'll see it in season episode five or in the finale we'll get some more back the only stuff they did in the past was really one with him and Vara or Priscilla whatever y'all call her uh them you know building their connection or with him talking to the scrolls in the past, like about finding a home. So it's like, dang, there are so many missed opportunities. And plus, okay, this is a random thing too. I probably we're gonna go to Real Housewives in a minute, y'all. But I, my one of the things too is like the stuff around President Ritson. I was like, okay, this hospital feel a little too lax for me. Like it don't feel like nobody guarding the president. Yeah. That, that feel like Baptist East up the street for me. Like they, okay. you just go right in there and see the president. Like, I don't know what's going on, but a lot of that was like, didn't work for me. I don't know. It, it, uh, uh, and yeah, no, me, I, 
I feel you there. Everything that you yeah. just said too, it's like, it just felt this whole, I think they were trying to go for like somewhat of low hanging fruit, but also trying to like punch a a, a, a real big punch to the audience of like, yes. all these people that you thought were not this. And I'm like, no, y'all using Rhodey and Ross, like that doesn't make any sense. Because to your point, when they took Ross in the first Black Panther movie and saved his life and put the bead in him, if he was mm-hmm. a scrolled in, it would have registered that DNA. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, so we're going to say Wakanda forever if that wasn't technically him, right? Nothing in that movie then makes sense because right. they would have clocked that. Like they, mm-hmm. Wakanda of all people, but then he wouldn't have just been able to leave Wakanda to be on the streets roaming like that because he right. was leaving. So like nothing really makes sense. Like it's mm-hmm. just very like, to your point, when them giving Rhodey the, it's been a while, what that gives me is, and I have been told this before, where sometimes Marvel people, they only know what they know. So like they're mm-hmm. given a script to execute, they're given a show or a thing to execute, and they don't know necessarily how it ties to other things. Mm-hmm. So I think that's more in the creative over overlords of it all. They need, yeah. to do better. they need to do better. And I think they kind of bit off more than they can chew doing too many things at once. Like all these shows, all yeah. these movies, I think we need to kind of refine the vision and figure out what the hell we're doing mm-hmm. because it's just getting way too messy. And I think Secret Invasion could have been more impactful. And like you said, even with the Nick Fury of it all, I my biggest my biggest issue was yours too. When they were like, oh, he's out of it. He, he's been gone. I was like, wait a minute. So my biggest issue <laughs> with that was episode one where, okay, you're, he's quote unquote out of it. But he knows that scrolls and what scrolls can do. Mm-hmm. And the scene right before um what's her name gets shot? Um Maria. Maria. Mm-hmm. Um, you have it where he's mesmerized by the scroll just shape-shifting. You on a mission, homie. Like right. watching this, like it just didn't feel nothing that they gave us felt too urgent. It didn't feel mm-hmm. scary for me. Yeah, the deaths and stuff were dark and things like that. And I think where the show was going, but even to your point, there were people who appointed him general and believed in him. Like, where are they at? I mean, we did right. see a West person get shot on, mm-hmm. you know, when the people the, on the orders of the president was going around and, and killing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, <laughs> it just felt very, I don't know, like you said, they tried to tie this Macy's with a bow. Right. And it did not. It did not. And I, for me, on a scale from one to 10, I'm going to give this a five. Um, they, were doing, they were doing good until that finale. And then when yeah. you have, and I think it's just honestly a testament to you have to stick the landing. Like the yeah. world that you're building, the rules that you're giving us, you have to also abide by them. And I think, yes. unfortunately, they were trying to not abide by them in certain ways to make certain things happen in this story. Mm-hmm. And it just does not, it doesn't, it doesn't trap. And see, it seems like they, that's been the biggest problem with their Disney Plus shows too, is that they really, like I, a lot of the shows I've really been enjoying, but then some of them, we get to that last episode, it's really either a hit or a miss for me. It's like, oh boy, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what this is. People say that like Loki had the best one, but I'm like, well, shit, we we still no. haven't seen Jonathan right. I'm like, we haven't even seen Jonathan Major like his Kang until Ant Man Quantumania, and you gave us basically a prequel to that, but like there wasn't an actual Loki finale. Like, what are we? Uh, I I got qualms with a lot of the the TV Listen, show finales. But Moon Knight, I watched. Women one time i could not watch that finale again that finale was so chaotic to me but i loved moon knight i loved the show i oscar isaac's performance was fantastic but i can never i i don't think i can watch that finale again because that was 
a bit a, much for me. A lot of things fall on the finale. Like mm-hmm. even Moonlight, which I did enjoy the show, that final episode too was kind of weird because it was yeah. like, we have this big buildup of these gods fighting and then it was just kind of like, Meh. like, it right. just, you know, it was like and Kong just, versus Godzilla. And I'm like, yeah. what is this? <laughs> it was weird. I mean, WandaVision, while I did appreciate WandaVision, the show, the finale could have been better. Like, mm-hmm. Loki, I can't stand as a show. I felt like that could have been a two part. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like people just go hard for Tom Hiddleston. And I think exactly you expand your fandom just can't be latched to an actor or an actress. Uh-huh. It needs to be attached to that property. And uh-huh. I think unfortunately with Loki, there's just a hype behind Tom Hiddleston where people don't really pay attention. They just pay attention mm-hmm. to him. And right. that show in itself was just messy because y'all were stretching things. Like if they work for the TVA and all this stuff, we're stretching this for six episodes for what? That thing could have been two, three episodes to tell us what was what and keep it moving. Like we had a whole episode, they were on a train. Right. Like, <laughs> the like, worst of the, the worst of the series too it really like loki was a v for me because it started i loved the first episode i was like oh this is so good episode three was the bottom of the v it got kind of higher as we went along. i'm like okay four and five not bad they're at least fun episodes six i don't know what maybe it's not a v it's like a a, a division sign hell i don't know but it's child it's something you know what marvel y'all figure it out I'm okay. still with y'all for the ride, but y'all got to figure some shit out. We got Loki and the Marvels coming this year. The Marvels, I'm very excited about. I think it's going to be a fun movie. I Those are my two, three of my favorite characters. I love like watching them in the MCU, so I'm excited about that. Loki season two, I'm optimistic about since now we've gotten a little more tying into stuff. And that mm-hmm. seems to be the thing that's going to be like what defines phases five and six. So Give it to me. I need something to kind of latch on to, but we'll let y'all figure that out, child. Let's go on over to Bravo. Okay. <laughs> All right. So since we doctoring on stuff, Woo. I know you've had some very strong opinions mm. about the Real Housewives of Atlanta. <sighs> so why don't you start off by telling us what the biggest scruples you have with the show are and what you think the fixes are that we can actually put in place for oh. it? The fix is easy. It's time for a reboot. Uh, The the issues that I have, Mm -hmm. the show itself has lost its way. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I'm going to say this on record and I know, but I think them moving the Potomac production team over did not help in any capacity. Mm. I think that what we are seeing on Atlanta is what we've seen on Potomac. What I mean by that is certain people getting specific edits. And Marlo this season, like, I feel as a viewer, they're trying to gaslight us. Like, (laughs) we saw her jump out of her chair with Drew. But then Mm -hmm. in this flashback, you're going to show us that she was sitting. But we know that this took place before that, right? Right. So, And I think, honestly, that one episode that we got with Candy and Marlo, where they finally showed Candy's side, the only Mm -hmm. reason I think that they put together that package before the episode is because they saw that Candy still had her receipts on Speak On It. And they realized, like, the narrative that they were running with could obviously be countered. So they Mm -hmm. had to kind of do, like, a quick pivot. My issue, truly, with the show is they're trying to recapture the lightning in the bottle that was seasons one through six. You can't Mm do that. Yeah. And I think Bravo, unfortunately, they did this with a lot of their shows, where they rest these shows heavily on specific cast members. And I Mm -hmm. think that the show... Just like viewers grow and change, the cast needed to consistently grow and change. I think, yes, it's great for us to have favorites, but at a certain point, they need to go too. Like, these shows are about us finding out about people, learning their lives, seeing what they do, these social circles, the conflict. Mm -hmm. Where we are now is that you have Marlo and Sheree, 
is a combination from my perspective that production is trying to capture the essence of Nini. And I've said yeah. that before. Like Sheree having an OG dinner for what? Let's be clear. Deshaun in season yeah. four, season one was friends with Nini. You weren't friends with Deshaun. Let's right. You were talking mad cash shit when the woman didn't personally quote unquote call you for an auction that let's mm-hmm. be clear, nobody would have bet on you anyway. So Ooh, about that. <laughs> so it just feels very messy and forced. You also invite Kim Zosiak Beerman back, the same woman who told y'all she was the only white woman who would do this and sit on the couch. Like, uh-huh. stop. Like, we are we are playing in the audience's spaces, and that is what's really grinding my gears. So yeah. when you have someone like Marlo, who's willing to do any and all things to stay on this show, uh-huh. she's going to do it. When you have Sheree, someone who is floundering, we have seen this woman since season one talk about a fashion line, and yet we have yet to see that shit materialize. Excuse my language, but that's yes. why I'm it. Like, <laughs> because there's no excuse. None. Hell, yeah. Drop It With Drew came out in her second season. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lit Archive came out in Marlo's first season as a housewife. Hell, uh-huh. Sonya had Mommy Nation launched. In belt. <laughs> Kenya Moore hair care. Mm-hmm. Portia go naked. Ne- like, everybody who has come on this show. Hell, Cynthia Bailey had the wine cellar, the Seagram steel. The agency. Yes. So there is no excuse. And I'm, at the, I'm really tired of Sheree. Like, there mm. is no excuse. And that is why I will continue to say her and Martell was a relationship of convenience to help each other out. Oh, absolutely. Coming into this season, we should have been talking about She by Sheree. Candy said on her speak on it, and I have forgot about it. That is how we ended last season. It was the fashion mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. At the reunion, you bring out these quote-unquote pieces that you did take back. Let's stop with the line. Right. And then that should have been us coming back into the show. But like I told you the last time I was on here, that relationship helped deflect from that. Why? Because Tyrone last year did not materialize as a finale. So you give Sheree a man coming in, that's what we're going to focus on. No, let's unpack it. Let's unpack the messiness that is Sheree. So where I'm at with it is it's just frustrating because it feels like production and Bravo was trying to make what was something again. And Mm -hmm. honestly, they just need to reboot the show. I think that Nene was Atlanta. I think that yeah. you, when you think of Atlanta, you think about Nini. And mm-hmm. so by me saying that, in order for the show to survive, you have to scrap anybody associated with that. Now, what I'm not saying is that I don't want to see Nini back, because I would love to see Nini back on my screen. I saw that yeah. she uh, interview part one with Carlos this past week, mm-hmm. which was which was very insightful. Um, and she is someone who I think, unfortunately, that that relationship with Bravo probably won't ever be the same. Yeah. I could, I could, I could see, well... Coming out of this, maybe they will do a RHOA legacy show that they were trying to do with New York. And maybe mm-hmm. that's when we'll see Nini come back. And then I could see them rebooting Atlanta. Because at this point, Atlanta is dead on arrival. Like, it's, nothing has happened. <laughs> Get rid of all these fucking friends. Excuse me. Like, I'm literally over it. It's like, <laughs> I, y'all, every season, why is it Atlanta has to have 10,212 friends? I feel like I'm oh. watching Grant. 525,600 Why is it every season we have friends of Courtney, Mangetta, Sh- Shamia, whoever, mm-hmm. whoever? Why can't we have seven housewives? Why has that never been a thing? Isn't that why, weird? Yeah, like Atlanta can sustain seven. Like, yes. hell, Married to Medicine always has a stack cast. Like, mm-hmm. why can't we get a stack cast over here? And I feel like, honestly, that just goes to show the missed opportunity where these these producers and, and the network don't know how to, to change the story. Like, mm-hmm. I felt, and I've said this before, they had it when they had Portia, 
when they had Eva mm-hmm. and when they had Tanya. And yeah. when they messed that up with the whole Bolo gate, they, 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 they messed up the show because you could have revamped it around those three. Mm-hmm. Portia, everybody knew for years at that point. Mm-hmm. Tanya was newer, but she was a different perspective. She's like fun. Former, former nurse into tech, into fashion. You had Eva. And then you could have cast, Drew could have fit in easily there. Latoya mm-hmm. could have fit in easily there. Like mm-hmm. that was the opportunity handed to them and they fumbled it. And I think, again, it has to go all, all the way back to the formula of these shows and where we're headed of what mm-hmm. they view as conflict. And look at where we are now with Sheree and Marlo. <laughs> that sounded so depressing when you said it with Sheree and Marlo. I don't know if I want to be there either, child. Yeah, you, you want to be on the train because I don't. Y'all couldn't have me out of table. I would be sitting there like, can you pass the butter, please? Sheree, why is your website not up? Let's right. Talk about it. I work in e-com. Let's talk about it. Right. Let's, Let's talk about it. Like, the biggest brand of all on this show, She by Sheree, and still nothing of it. Sad. Mm. So let me, okay. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Because you bring up all amazing points, I'm I still like Atlanta is such a hug to me that like I still will take it in any form that they give to me, which I know is so sad because I, I've been watching since literally day one. Like that, that those are my girls. Mm-hmm. Nobody will ever replace them. Those are always my girls. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, I Miami is tops now. Potomac yes. is tops, but like Atlanta are my girls. Like that's that's my warm hug, my brown skin girl. You know, like that, those are my girls. But you're right, because some we all know something's missing, and it really is because it's the house that Nene built. It is. We just we can't get around that. So let me. So it's kind of a two part question. One, if we if a miracle is worked out, mm-hmm. and Nene were to accept and come back one day, because it's not on her end; it's definitely on Bravo's end. I think she would come back in a heartbeat. If Nene were to come back, what tweaks do you think they would need to make to that cast? And then two, if they if Nini never comes back, but Bravo, you know, they're very attached to, you know, Candy and Kenya. Understandably, they've been right. anchoring yeah. the show for so, you know, it, it's there, you know, it's the house that Nini built, but right. they've helped sustain it for all these years. So if they were to come back, what could you see happening with these two in another cast? Cause I know like I, my whole thing is I think that we'll see Portia come back before we see Nene come back. Oh, and I know sure. that's depressing to some people. I know of some, you know, a lot of us love us some Portia. I love me some Portia. I do. But, but I, I would love to see her. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we and you have talked about this before. <laughs> I love seeing her on Stars on Mars. I love, like, the reality TV kind of circuit that she's doing because I watch it all. But I feel like we'd see her come back. I don't know where she would fit into this. Maybe she would come back with Nene or maybe she'd come back to the, the candy Kenya version. But where do you where do you kind of see that happening? Like with one with so Nene and Nene, then one with... If Nene were to come back, how mm-hmm. the show needs to be, and I, this is going to also be shocking, but if she were to come back, I would want to see them either do one or two seasons but then still pass the torch. Um, okay. Uh, if she were to come back, we need our iconic cast back. So we need mm-hmm. Nene, mm-hmm. Portia, mm-hmm. Cynthia, Mm-hmm. Deidre and Candy gonna have to work this shit out now. They gonna, they yep. gonna have to, they're, whether they don't want to film directly with each other, however we need to go about it, like, mm-hmm. I understand both sides, but together with an addition of Kenya and Cynthia, that's our show. Yeah. We need season season six five and six back. Yes. Because what, what Atlanta did that the a lot of- The best cast shows. across all Housewives oh, yeah. franchises. Be clear. I think Atlanta- when it came to their succession planning of adding in new people, I think they did it the best until we got to Claudia. Um, yeah. And then that's when it started kind of shifting. Mm-hmm. But I think um, 
five and six was prime Atlanta. Yes. Like, there was something so fresh and new. <laughs> Excuse mm-hmm. me. And they were all able to throw shade and they were quick and they were funny. It was still mm-hmm. funny. So if Nini were to come back, I would want that cast back. The yeah. only friends of that I would want in that capacity to make that show work is Eva. Okay. And I hate to say it, but Uh-oh. I think that we need we need a little com- we need a little conflict, you know, somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, maybe, maybe Marlo in the background. Okay. I don't mind her as a friend of the motor back to Marlo. Yeah, I don't mind Marlo as a friend of Housewife. Take that peach back. Friend of yeah. you can stay. I don't um, see a world where both Nene and Marlo are peach holders. I just don't. No. So she would have to, yeah. Marlo got, let's be clear, Marlo got her <laughs> because Portia was not coming back, Nene mm-hmm. was not back, and they needed to try to salvage the viewership. It's yes. just like how on, and just like that, they threw Aiden back on the show. It ain't happening. So, right. You know, it's that is why. So, but that's where I see it with Nene back. Without Nene, they have to do a true re- reboot. I, what I mm. see happening is, Bravo should do what they did with Roni because Roni is thriving, honey. They are they are doing the damn thing down over in the Manhattan, Brooklyn streets, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say how you pass the torch is you really don't announce that a reboot fully is happening just yet. Like, okay. I think Bravo needs to go under the radar following this season, mm-hmm. letting us know Atlanta Housewives is filming. Don't allow any of the cast to release that they're not coming back. Lip tight everyone on an NDA. Mm-hmm. Have Candy, Kenya, Drew film a scene. They get, and I've said this before, kind of like Vanderpump Rules into Beverly from Beverly Hills Housewives into Vanderpump Rules. You film a scene, right? And Candy and Kenya say, "Girl, we gonna catch you later." Okay, girl, yeah, I see my friend over there, so and so, and you have the show follow Drew into this new group of women. Because Drew is the only person who's young enough, by what I mean by young enough in the cast, that she's still fresher on the show. Right. Third season. Yeah. I don't think of, when I think of Drew, I don't think of Nene. I don't think of Candy. Right. So I think you have someone enough on their own to where you could throw them into a newer group of women and it still works. And we still have Atlanta. And I think Mm -hmm. we just need to cast a whole new cast like they did with New York. And I think make a whole new show. I think that, the Atlanta yeah. that we've known, to your point, I I, I love our girls. Like I, I love yeah. it's been. It's always the show I'm gonna watch, regardless of how bad it is. But I think you have to get back to what made the show work, which was us getting to know these people, us going on these journeys with these people, and us, you know, having fun. We were losing the fun, and yeah. I, that's why I, I also don't like that pr- production from Potomac has come over because it's like Potomac was fun, but it's also gotten dark. And I don't deal with their fandom online at all. Yeah, it's just, I think, unfortunately, we sometimes, and by we, I think certain people who watch these shows Mm -hmm. um, view entertainment as fighting. And I don't want to watch it unless someone's getting red. I don't want to watch it until someone, this is not the Zeus Network. This is right. (laughs) If you want to watch that going down to Zeus, and I don't Mm -hmm. even like stuff like that, because to me, that's not real life. Sure, conflicts can happen. Sure, feelings get heightened. Sure, there are times that you can't keep your composure. But baby, that's not every day. That's not the time I see you. That's not Mm -hmm. entertaining to me because 
Real Housewives, their their aesthetic that first got a lot of viewers were, it was this aspirational lifestyle of, ooh, I want to have a fun fly social circle. Ooh, I want to go to these events. Ooh, mm-hmm. I want to go to fancy dinners. A lot of us now get the coin and can go to these things. And I'd be damned if I'm sitting at a table at uh Prime 112 or wherever the hell I am. And we going to sit here arguing like this. And I have on my right. phone. Are you kidding me? My like, nice Versace. Yes. And my nice Versace. <laughs> my DBF. My Louis yes. Vuitton. Like, no one does that. Can you imagine the last time you were at a company gala and someone was fighting over the water cooler or, or over down yeah. at the streets? Or could you imagine the last time you walked a red carpet or went to an event, a nice advanced screening or something, and people was arguing? Not sure, I'd be in HR so fast. <laughs> I don't feel so, safe. What Portia said, I, I, I don't feel safe. Take my mic off. off. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I see. It's just, I think there's a pathway forward and I just hope Bravo makes the, the, the right decision. Speaking of reboot, because this is actually a perfect segue. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about OC a little bit. <sighs> Did bringing Tamra back and, well, okay, well, we started last season by bringing Heather back. And then this season, we brought Tamra back. I think bringing Heather back was floppity flop flop city. But mm-hmm. we've got Tamra back, which I think is a more entertaining show, but the ratings aren't reflecting it. Correct. Because so, I think they thought that for some reason, oh, it's going to be 1.5 every episode. Like, we're going to be doing this and that. How do one, okay, are you enjoying RHOC this no. season? No. <laughs> <laughs> because again, it's the formula that they think is going to drag in viewership. The only reason they brought Tamara back is because she has no issues doing the producer's bidding and has yes. no people under the bus. You bring mm-hmm. on this new Jennifer woman mm-hmm. and you are quick to throw her ass under the bus. Woo! Like that says more about you and how thirsty you are for a check, despite you having two teas and a pod and talking about all these other housewives who are thirsty and like mm-hmm. they want to be relevant. Tamara could have really come back on this show in a way that was refreshing. Yes. That showed her more grounded, but instead it showed you were equally as thirsty as Dorinda trying to be put on play off a of pause. Like, so it just, mm-hmm. that's why the viewership isn't reflecting, uh, reflective of showing their interest is because we've seen this before. Yeah. Tamara is someone who's going to stir the pot. And then when people start putting the pieces of the puzzle together, like they did when Emily wasn't even there, but was telling y'all what was game. Oh, yeah, Tamara gonna tell y'all she ain't said nothing. Meanwhile, right. she say something. And then when you call her out, that's what she want to get loud. And, and, and that's my opinion. And mm-hmm. she, like, housewives who do that, they show their hand because it shows you ain't quick with words. And also yes. it's time for accountability. You don't know how to process and compute. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think the show is suffering is because it's much of the same. And I think honestly, there are cities that we need to retire, not reboot, retire. Yeah. And I think OC is one that needs to be retired. I Do think you... the only reason we keep seeing OC was is because it's the first. Yeah. And I think that they don't want to put the first to bed, but sometimes, sweetie, it's time to put it to bed. Like, and there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, we had a good run. This was our foundation, but mm-hmm. now go forth these other cities and thrive as housewives and let the formula keep changing. But for me, what it just gives is they still are trying to appease a certain demographic. And you know exactly what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. So like why fire Noella? While yeah, the girl could have been right. problematic and a little bit, you know, messy, she at least gave you a show and was not the afraid only to one that Heather. tried. Yeah. The only one that tried that season. Yeah. She went against Heather. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't see any issues with her coming back. But again, them bringing back Heather, they thought, ooh, we're going to get it. Oh, we're, we're, no, baby. It was a, no. to be honest, Heather belongs on Beverly Hills. But what something tells me is she doesn't want to go over there because those girls will eat her alive. Uh, it yes. Gives Barry, 
I'm a big fish in this pond, so therefore I can be snooty and do all these things. But then right. we're over there with the Kyles and the Ericas, and they sure. they do they over there. So let me have to try that shit with Garcelle if you want to. Woo! Okay, <laughs> Garcelle saying IMDb baby, my IMDb is still growing. Hey, hello, <laughs> I mean, offer the part, Sonny. The, the okay. lead role. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. OC needs to be retired. That's that's what I see for them. Honestly, so let me. A question for you for the ones that we think do because I wholeheartedly agree with that because there are some if they didn't come back I'd be like okay so I you know I'm quiet as kept Ronnie was one of them but I'm mm. glad we got the reboot uh, <laughs> <laughs> no shame but um I wonder do you think with uh RHOC not coming back would you replace them with something or just like get to our flag like make a new flagship stuff like keep Potomac keep Atlanta keep Roni keep you know Miami just do that and not keep it growing I think that at a certain point in time it needs to make sense of the content that we have and I mm -hmm. think what it is is that there's just too much happening kind of like with Marvel like when you have yeah. too many things going on like I remember the days where I would know the housewife schedule of like oh so we had Jersey and this is filming at this time and then Atlanta mm -hmm. and this is filming at this time. Right now, it feels like ridiculousness where there is no break of housewives. <laughs> right. Like none. And I think you need to have a break before you fall into what I call the American Idol syndrome. And I'm going to break that down for you. you Can you yes, tell sir. me any of the past 10 winners of American Idol? I can't tell you nobody past uh, Carrie Underwood on. Exactly. <laughs> so it shows like that. Like it was the American Idols, the top models where they mm -hmm. felt like, oh, we have something here. Keep putting it out, putting it out, putting it out, putting yes. it out, putting it out. And I think you kind of tire out your fan base because we're like, baby, we got other stuff to do. Like movies coming out. Right. Like, I, I got to live, honey. Like I just went and saw Barbie. Like I'm about to stay home and watch these shows. <laughs> yes. Um, so I will say, I think as we see more come in, you need to start putting some down. So I think yeah. there are certain cities that can be rebooted. And I think personally, there are some that you have to retire. RHOC mm -hmm. for me, I don't think you can reboot. You have to retire. Yeah. Um, Roni, I think you can reboot as seen because the city itself is uh, a character too. And I think yes. there's a way to go about it. Potomac is a show I feel you can't reboot. So they got they have to get that casting right. Mm, because okay. Potomac already is trying to be something that it's not. And what I mean by that is it's, it's quote unquote not D.C. Right. So <laughs> right. we're already in a particular box because we talk about you know, so, they already in Maryland, Virginia, right. uh, Chad everywhere. So yeah, Three County. You know, so right. <laughs> I think that when it comes to that question of like, do you know we have to put more down? I do. Put uh Salt Lake City out of its misery. They don't need to come back. Yeah, I, I forgot all about them people. I'm okay with them gone. <laughs> okay, Mary's not going to save that show, and then y'all going to use that black woman again as an excuse. Like I'm not. Let's mm -hmm. not do these games here. So I think there are times that we can put cities down. Mm -hmm. I do think you can welcome in more cities, but it needs to make sense. And I don't want it to be overly saturated. Like, yeah. I, I I think that where we are now, people are trying to capitalize so much off the of momentum of things. So they're like, oh, mm -hmm. put this out, put this out, put this out, put that. And it's not about that. It's remembering your why for why you're doing it and how to consistently tell those evergreen stories of conflict. And conflict isn't yeah. always... We got to be fighting. Conflict is, hey, Kendrick, um, I'm getting a divorce and I'm already dating someone. And you say, hey, Brandon, as your friend, I don't know if that's right. And then I have another friend that's like, no, friend, do you? That's conflict mm -hmm. right there. Right. Because you have, you know, opposing viewpoints. And it's and it's real because that's mm -hmm. real. And so hopefully we see them get back to the real of Real Housewives. But at this time, I guess we're just watching reruns of ridiculousness. Child. I, you know what? Two things I would do. 
I one, I'm okay with letting go of both. You just said, uh, Orange County and Salt Lake City. I'm interested to see because I, I really think that literally Salt Lake City is such a dark cloud of housewives, like it, it always just feels like, oh, let me go watch Salt Lake City so I can talk about it. Let me go watch, you know, like it always feels heavy. And it's, I don't know, something around that can maybe now that Jen Shaw's gone, it might feel lighter. I don't no. know, but you don't think so? <laughs> no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. something about them i don't know what it is but i'm interested to see what mary gives but if it doesn't give what we needed to give this season then yeah let's go ahead and figure something out with that but if we got rid of those two two things would interest me one reboot dallas with a new cast yes. that would be fun i think that would be a great reboot because dallas just never you know it mm-hmm. it had i think their season two is one of the best across housewives franchises season two is fantastic but all the other ones God, they really got they got it right with some of the casting too. Cause like Cam Westcott should have been quintessential housewives. Like that should have been like what you thought of her and Stephanie Holman. Like they would have been perfect, but then um, when you found out more about them, you were like, no, nah, I'm okay on that. Again, that's because they're trying to play to a specific demographic. They don't care. They, right. Like, when all this mm-hmm. stuff comes out to me, sometimes it gives off. They're not surprised. They're just firing these people or like putting these things on hiatus because they're being called to the carpet. And by that, mm-hmm. I mean, so, like, there's no way through their combing and castings. They didn't know some of these people and who they were. Like, right. My thing with Dallas, y'all, okay, y'all have the Mavericks. Y'all have the Cowboys. Like, y'all got all of these teams down there. We love a wag, okay? We love a wag if we don't love nothing else. Y'all could, we could have built around them, got some, you know, all these philanthropies and charities down there. We could have brought in some of our Latina sisters because there's a huge Latino population down, the Latinx population down there. We could have, we can really do some stuff with them. And then secondly, Okay, this is my own personal thing, so y'all don't don't kill me. Okay, I would love for us to finally get a New Orleans and for it to be centered around Tamika Lee and Reagan oh and Reagan. Yes, would uh, love I, that. See, I think this is where I get frustrated because I'm like, that's an easy show that they could make. Like, literally, mm-hmm. you're resurging a viewership. If you're afraid of what it, it could be, put it on Peacock. We saw what Peacock did for Miami, but now y'all done poached Miami back to Bravo. Right. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I would say, yeah, New Orleans would be a fun one. I think New Orleans has a really interesting history. I think mm-hmm. if you cast well, you can talk about what's been happening post-Katrina. You could tie it into Essence Fest. You could tie it into a lot of the things there. And I think there's a, a special heart there, but I think this is my what I'm speculating on. I think that Bravo tries to teeter. I'm going to say allegedly rumored because I don't need nobody coming after me. Allegedly rumored. I think that uh, <laughs> they they teeter a line of what they view as important viewership. And I think New Orleans will bring in a very big Black demographic, which I'm okay with. Yes. But I think mm-hmm. that Bravo tries to cater um, to other audiences yes. that view their viewership is a little bit more important. And yes. I don't think that they would want a show like that because when you come out with another New Orleans, they're going to say, well, we have a Potomac. We have an Atlanta. Like, right. that would be the, the pushback. So I right. think that, but I w- I'm here for it. I'm fully here for it. Love it. Brandon, tell the people where they can find you, how they can support you. Tell you them everything. You can find me on the Instagram at b.good. The E is silent at the end. You can find me on my website, brandongoodrights.com. Um, I'm on threads now. You know, that's the new thing. You know, yes. showing us all the good food. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, I'm going to 
but yes you can find me between there on my website like i said on instagram hit me up i listen i mean i get to your dms like right away but i do get back to people's messages and things and yeah you know i live on the west coast so if y'all ever out here and you see me on the street say hello and and i'll say hey back (laughs) i love it y'all follow brandon he's one of my favorite follows he's one of my favorite opinions y'all love him when he's here so listen get into brandon okay y'all I've been Kendrick, that's been Brandon, and we'll, okay, we'll (laughs) see ya. (laughs) Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at realitycomics2. That's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.